This is the Social Mediators on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM, where we examine the truth disparity between what's in social media and what's actually true. I'm Jillian Parks. And I'm Garrett Goolsby. And it's been a minute. We've had a couple breaks here and there. I suppose we have. How long has it been? A couple weeks? Two weeks? It might have been two weeks since our last one. Yeah, because we had spring break and Easter break and all these breaks. Goodness gracious. So we're back. Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in. We know you missed us. We know you did. Um, We here in the grapevine. Grapevine? Grapevine? Do we have a grapevine? What? Is that the phrase? They cannot grow grapes in Michigan. No, probably not. Actually, I don't know if that's true, but I believe They definitely cannot. Okay. They grow grapes in Texas, so if that gives you any indication about... And those are different And places. California. You know. Okay, speaking of Michigan, good segue, Garrett. Um, today we're talking about the new Michigan gun control laws. Pew, pew! Uh, Is it triggering? Can I, I not do that, that on the radio? Was, I don't know if that was allowed, but that, we're going to It was a little in. gun noise. Stop. <laughs> now that you've explicated it, you're, you've, you've um, what's the word, implicated yourself. Ah, uh, yes. Ah, oh, wow. Well. Anyway. Um, I can live so with that. We have in, Okay. <laughs> Jeez, you've really thrown Somebody's me struggling off. today. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I did that. I'm getting back in the I know my little pew-pews are... They were funny, it, though. I liked them. Um, well, I'm glad you at least liked it. I did. I thought it was a nice touch. It Even if you won't be off. able to say anything productive for the rest of the episode. Oh, dang it. Um, no, I'm just getting back in this meeting. Gun things. control. It's been two weeks. Okay, so basically these are laws. I'm Okay, I should probably preface before I start. Just a little reminder to everybody who's not super familiar with the show. I am speaking as the voice of social media from what I've seen, from what I've scrolled through on Twitter. TikTok, Instagram, sometimes Facebook, but rarely. Sometimes I had Reddit in there too, um, depending on the the topic. And so my opinions and my claims are all are all things that I've just regurgitated from seeing social media. Um, and then the Garrett's, voice of the mob. Yeah, exactly. And then Garrett's gonna come in and he's gonna he's gonna give us a, hopefully a more reasoned approach as he usually does. I'm usually more like, oh, please let there be a conspiracy. And Garrett's like, there's really not. It's mostly just this. And basically so that's just fun. the voice of the slightly more educated mob. Yes, which I always appreciate from Garrett. So when I say things like, when I make a statement, just know that I'm speaking from the social media perspective. Now that we've gotten that out of the way, um, these are, I believe, six laws that yeah, were passed recently um, in light of the recent shootings that have been taking place in Michigan specifically. Uh-huh. Uh, we are well acquainted with them, at least the aftermath of them, because we live in Michigan. Um, and so they've been pretty much in the news. I don't really like to use this show to cover shootings, to like cover the information gaps mm, there. Just no. that I feel like it feels insensitive and it, adding yeah. to weird, weird partisan noise. Um, but I think that these gun control laws are important to better understand because I know that after my little social media scroll, boy, oh boy, do I know nothing. Um, the first thing just that I want to say is that um, the big thing that people are harping on is the expanded background checks. Yes. And um, the problem that I realized though when I was talking to somebody earlier was that I don't know what these background checks entail. I just know that there's like, I guess more questions about your background so we're going to get into that um and also like safe storage laws have been elevated um I'm assuming penalties for not keeping guns out of the hands of like children in the house versus like coming into the homes and making sure your guns are locked up safe I don't think that's the point right no it's more like a first one yes it's a retrospective making sure people are the, the penalties are now very severe if you I think I only know that because of past conversations on this show, though, truthfully. Because if I would have seen safe storage laws, mm-hmm. my first impulse as a scroller was, how are they going to um, implement that? Like, how are you going to actually make that Barge happen? into your home and it, say, yeah, where's your gun? It's actually more about, like, in the 
court of law. But yes. I only think I know that from past conversations that we've had. It's really more something that they bring up if something happens yes. and somebody gets sued okay. and there's, yeah. Awesome. Then yeah. they check. Um, I guess another thing people are really, I mean, a lot of this is the exact same conversation being had over and over and over again. And Twitter is so awesome at it. Here's a, twi- a tweet that I think is just a really strange um encapsulation of it it said michigan state shooting is the 67th mass shooting of 2023 and republicans are more concerned about banning books and shutting down libraries than implementing gun control laws in this country fact it is valentine's day what Hmm? well i'm glad they know it's valentine's day why did he do that wait was it tweeted on valentine's day it was okay good just making sure that that he wasn't didn't get that wrong too that's just such a weird thing to be like oh and it's of course it's valentine's day like people are dying shootings are bad every day it's valentine's Day. exactly even if it's val i don't know i feel like that kind of shows you what kind of people i'm i'm learning from here Um, there's also now red flag laws Hmm. i'm gonna need information on that red what's a red flag laws um apparently and then people have been pushing on social media for laws about domestic violence and domestic abusers having guns. Uh-huh. So I don't know if that's a part of this. But didn't get, didn't, not, not yet. Not in this person. Okay. Um, we'll talk about what. What is in part Yeah. Of I mean, the biggest thing is how the background checks change and that will kind of encompass awesome. talking about that. Perfect. Um, there's also a lot of people sharing their two cents um, on these ideas. Um a lot of people, a lot of like people that are more democratic even have hopped on board with like, it's probably banning guns is probably not the way to go. Like people mm. in general are not really on that train because um, people understand the rhetoric behind it. But there are some like the counter to that is people being like capital punishment for people killing people with guns and like really long sentences with no parole for gun related crimes. So hmm. those are like what people are hoping for. I'm assuming it's not included in this, nope. but it does come up with the Michigan State shooting and all of the um, just a, aftermath of that. A note on the red flag thing. That's just another way of saying like like what you think of when somebody is a red flag. Oh. Like they're dangerous. Oh, is um, that in this or no? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that when we okay. talk about background checks. Basically, a red flag law is just a law that prohibits people that are quote unquote red flags from getting firearms. Um, yeah, but what that means nebulous. is super, yeah. So we'll talk about what they decided kind of okay. counted. Yeah. So Or how they decided, I should say. They uh, didn't outline everything. But. All I can tell you about these guns, like in that very long explanation, all I can tell you is that it's the same conversation you would anticipate to see on Twitter. Like again and again, just they're swapping out the names of the location of the shooting every time they tweet the same thing over and over again. Um, which in some ways can be effective rhetoric in saying like, this is a recurring problem and we need to do something about it because the same thing is happening. But it also just kind of feels like nobody's moving the conversation forward. Um, And also people aren't like, one thing I found is that people aren't celebrating these laws. So they're not, that's what one thing I was going to ask is like, are people excited about this or not really? It's never enough, which is, I understand that like the fight hasn't been fully fought, Um, but there is no celebration of like, this is a step in the good, in the right direction. It's still like, it is just overwhelmingly complaining noise mm. on social media, which is something that in past episodes where we've done issues that are a little bit more Republican, there's always a good amount of like, thank God this yeah. is happening. Like there is a good amount of celebration that happens. So nobody's really super. And I'm not seeing that with this. Excited. Which I don't, I don't know what to say about that. I don't have a, a big philosophical claim. I'm just. Interesting. It is inter- interesting to know that there's not a lot of like, yay, I'm really glad Gretchen Whitmer did this. Mm. Um, if there are opinions being shared, 
um, they're all negative, all sides, whether they hate them or they think it's not enough. It's all um, complaining. Hmm. But expanded background checks, safe safe storage, and then red flag laws is what I'm seeing. Um, And then calls for more laws about domestic violence. But um, that's all I know about it. So um, for those of you who are just tuning in, this is The Social Mediators on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. I'm Jillian Parks. And I'm Garrett Goolsby. And we're currently working through the new gun control laws that are happening here in Michigan. Yeah. So a couple important things to note about these laws is that they're not actually going to take into effect until next year. What? Um, because that's how laws will work, you know. It just is that true? They a wait till January. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know if it's specifically January, but they won't take into effect until next year. Mm. Um, like you said, this is kind of all in response to the MSU shootings. Um, essentially, after the shootings occurred, protesters showed up to the Capitol and didn't leave until this law was passed. These these laws were passed. Mm. Um, how long was that? Do we know? Oh, I mean, less than three months. There's okay. a, it's like, oh, I forget the number. It's like 60 days or something. You know, okay. it's very short amount of time considering, you know, lawmaking usually takes a while. Right. Um, so like you said, the big things that change is background checks are now universal and we'll get into what that means exactly. And also there's bigger penalties for storing firearms improperly in your home. Um, and we'll get into that as well. So... The big thing that you see with laws like this is that immediately when they come out, they're going to be legally challenged. And within these laws were passed days ago and they're already in court. Um, So two Michigan gun rights groups sued the Democratic led legislature uh, for allegedly failing to provide the group's representatives enough time to testify in front of the committees that pushed through gun regulations in recent weeks. So basically they were saying, hey, you didn't give us enough time to come and like make our case for why this is a bad idea. Mm. Um, that's what they're suing for right now because essentially nothing like it's so new that the effects of the laws haven't been felt yet so nobody could sue because exactly nobody could sue because they're upset about something that the law you know that Mm. that the law affected um because nobody's been affected by it yet Mm. um but they're you know they just want to the gun activist people want to jump the gun and say all right literally jump the gun gun. (laughs) um i was not expecting to make that pun but i did killed that and anyway dang it that was not a great pun on my part. Continue. That, w- that was not <sighs> funny. Mm. No, it wasn't. It no. was poorly timed, and I apologize. That's okay. Dang it. Um, How come you can do it, but I'm bad well, at it? because you talked about killing. I uh, I didn't. I meant it in a metaphorical sense. All right. Anyway. Continue. So background checks. Um, when someone buys a firearm from a... Well, let's talk about what, what things were, how things are in other places, and then what they are now, kind of more generally. When somebody buys a firearm... Uh, in the past, what would happen, at, at, in particular in Michigan, is that um, the federally licensed dealer had to fill out this form wh- while this person is in the store. So they go in, uh, they say, I want to buy this gun. And then the, uh, you know, the dealer goes and they say, okay, you have to fill out this paperwork. They do it real quick. And then they, they put it essentially through a database. And the database will um, check and see if that person has any criminal history. And the things that they check have been have very state by state. Um, for instance, California, they prohibit anybody that has had any record of any sort of violent crime from owning a gun. So they'll check every violent crime record to make sure that person doesn't show up. Other states are a little bit more loose. They just make sure that the person doesn't have like an outstanding warrant for arrest or, you know, a felony charge in the last five years or something like that. So every state is different in that regard. Um, but there are two, this, this is kind of generalizing pretty broadly, but there's basically two databases that get checked. There's the state court database which is has the person gotten in trouble in this at the state court level Um, and then there's the federal database which is 
basically run by the FBI. So it's, you know, is this somebody that the FBI has been tracking for some reason as, you know, as a potential threat for, I mean, it could be a variety of reasons, right? Um, and so they go through the background check and usually it doesn't take that long. It, t- you know, it takes a couple minutes um, and then they pass, they buy the gun, whatever. That's how it's worked for, um, for a long time. Now, the difference between how it was and how it is now is with universal background checks, everybody has to be run through both the state and the federal system, which takes a little bit longer. It just means it'll be more thorough. Um, in the past, depending on the kind of gun you bought, you'd be run through a different system. So a small arm, like let's say you buy a shotgun or a handgun or something like that, um, that would just be run through the state system. So that's a smaller database. Um, but if you were run, if you wanted to buy a long gun, say a rifle, an assault rifle, you'd be run through the FBI's database. The problem that they've been having with just using the FBI for like assault weapons and things like that is that the FBI doesn't always keep track of people that are dangerously mentally ill. Um, those are often only found in state records. Mm. So now what they're doing is making sure that all the records are checked, which you know you could argue is a, is a good thing. You know people are getting upset about it, but. Really, when you read what gun rights activists are saying is that all this does is sort of, it's kind of white noise. Like, it's not actually going to accomplish anything um, because there's a big problem. There's a big loophole in all of this. And that's that only people that are buying firearms from a federally licensed dealer go through a background check. Mm. If my neighbor comes to me and says, I want to sell you my gun there's no background check. There's no contract. It's like sell, it's like selling a car. You know, to your you're not a so licensed not dealer. No paperwork. So they're not upset about background checks. They're upset that it's useless. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, okay. the 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 upset. You know, the the part they're upset about with background checks is okay. They're just like kind of taking the government's taking more and more. They're investigating you more thoroughly. It's it's a minor infringement on liberty. For most people, it's not going to make that big a difference. It'll make a difference for people that you know have past criminal records that are. You know, maybe they're reformed now. Maybe they're not a danger to anybody now, but they have done something in the past that would, uh, you know, discourage a dealer from selling to them. So it's a big deal to those people. But I would say, by and large, most people aren't that. So is Michigan one of the states that's just looking at violent crimes or like what is the what are we looking at in the database? It's a pretty broad array of things. So now under the under the new law, they're looking at uh, they're looking at violent crimes, gun related crimes, um, any kind of severe mental illness. Um, and so that's, that's, it's a super gray area because mm-hmm. mental illness varies a lot. Yeah. Like somebody with schizophrenia could be totally harmless, right? Or they could be very dangerous. If somebody has severe mental illness from a state court database, um, either if they've gotten in trouble. Okay. And so okay. when, um, you know, when somebody gets arrested that has a mental illness, they go through an intake facility and they are, they undergo psychological evaluation. I actually have a professor right now that this was his job for uh, 20 years is he mm. would sit with these people and essentially tell the government like, yes, this guy has this disorder or doesn't, or he's faking, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes into your permanent record. They say, oh, this person has, you know, severe dissociative disorder or whatever. So, um, you know, it's kind of hard to hold them responsible for their actions or whatever. Um, so that goes into the database. Other than that, they're not going to have record of their mental illness unless for some reason they were processed through a government facility which doesn't happen all that often. Like if you just go to your private doctor and they say, hey, you have bipolar disorder or something like that, um, you know, government isn't going to see that. Um, So that's why it's so tricky because not everybody that has severe mental illness is going to be in the government database. So all the gun rights people are saying, what what good does this really do? Um, 
it doesn't keep it, it it's not inhibitory for dangerous people to not have guns mm. um and okay so we're going to talk about the big the big loophole that people complain about a lot is gun shows um it's like a car show or a boat show right people uh, come in there you know the vendors set up and and they've got uh, a wide variety of firearms a lot of people especially uh democrats complain about gun shows they just oh they shouldn't even be legal whatever um here's the thing is that most people that deal at gun shows are federally licensed uh there's a small percentage we don't actually it's very much disputed how many uh but there's a small percentage that aren't and those people are a loophole they you know there's no background check involved with those but anybody that's federally licensed has to uh, put every customer through a background check so that's kind of the whole just about background checks that makes sense yes it's kind of a lot kind of a lot going on makes but, sense to me though um it doesn't seem i mean aside from the point about this not being useful outside of a federal um licensing deal it doesn't seem to be a huge infringement i guess mental health is a little bit of a gray area though it is it's an incredibly like, how gray do you area. determine what's mentally Ill? yeah how do you determine if somebody's dangerous you yeah. know and how do you determine whether the government should know that somebody has a particular disorder also what if it's their first offense yeah like well, it, what if there's no record of them being mentally ill but they're still severely yeah well and the, the slippery slope from here is do doctors now need to start disclosing you know their patient's diagnoses to public record mm. um because oh they might be a danger and that's doctors can't always do that you can't always tell if somebody is dangerous right. to other people um mm. let's talk a little bit about the gun storage laws because that was it was really the background checks and the storage laws were the two um, kind of big components of these bills basically they just made the penalties much more astringent for if you let's say store a gun and your child finds a gun and hurts themselves somebody else um so let's say they get hurt five years in prison, something like that. If they get impaired or, they, or somebody else gets impaired from an accident with a gun that wasn't properly stored, 10 years. If they die, 15 plus. Um, so that's a big, you know, that's a really serious penalty. And the fines are 5,000, 7,500 and 10,000 respectively. Uh, those almost, are maximum fines, by the way. Wouldn't that be almost worse for the child though if that's like their parent being put in jail? Am I missing something? No. That sounds like bad all the way around. Yeah. They basically, they're saying if you don't, if you're negligent, in, they're assuming that your negligence in storing a gun equates to bad parenting. And honestly, that's probably valid. Truthfully, to if be, you just I mean, kind of, around. kind of, but you know, to be fair, you could have it not laying around and still have a kid find it. You know, it could be in the back of your closet behind things right. in a place where you wouldn't think a kid could find it and they still manage to. Right. Um, just, I think that it will just encourage people to be more. Um, I hope so. Um, and what they define as safe storage is it has to be in a locked vessel of some kind and it has to be unloaded um, and it can't be stored with the ammunition. I think that so like if you have a safe, you can't put the bullets in the safe with it, um, mm -hmm. which, you know, makes sense. Um, another bill that they passed kind of along with this was actually to lower the cost of storage units of, of whatever nice. you could use to, which that kind of, it makes sense, right? But um, at the same time, there's, people are going to get up in arms and say like, all right, but the government is controlling more and more. And every time the government starts to take more control about something, um, Republicans get really worried because, right. you know, expansion of the power of the government. And, yeah. um, you know, obviously that's not, uh, that's not what they're looking for. Yeah. Does that wow. make sense? Yeah, totally. I feel much more, 
educated on these Michigan gun laws. There you go. Wow. Are there any other further, like, because there were six laws passed, right? Yeah. So the reason why six and it was only a couple different things is like three of them had to do with the safe storage. One was like updating the criminal code. The other was like making the... Uh, the locks and safes cheaper and then another was just outlining what they mean by safe storage okay. so it, it's it's like it's all that together. yeah i mean it essentially winds up being two big changes with six different laws deal okay are we ready to give social media their grade i think so oh boy okay three two one f, f. yeah boo lots lots you didn't know it's bad it's just not there's like not enough specific information and the information that's out there is just like yeah duh nobody seemed to have concrete opinions either that were based no. on anything i guess important the same talking points being regurgitated over and over yeah again, which i guess we can we always a, expect with an issue like this that is growing trite um not in its prevalence but in its like talking point specifically it's it's to be expected at least from people who aren't like actually reading about it or putting in effort that are just literally going to twitter to retweet something they've it's already been tweeted, you know? Yes. Just the recycle, cycled information. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. This has been the Social Mediators on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. I'm Jillian Parks. And I'm Garrett Coolsby. And we'll talk to you next week.